0: Gentlemen, you know the drill. For those of you that do not, the rookies will approach the keg. They have to carry it around the ring and return past the finish line. Whomever does this in the quickest time will earn two redemption points. And Maurice, you and I were talking earlier today.
1: One guy who really needs some redemption is Titus O'Neil. For those of you that don't remember or haven't seen, let's see how Titus fared the last time he attempted the keg carry challenge. Went head first into this most <laughs> your face please please
0: try to not miss this time please okay
1: the future is now
0: And welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. It's your boy,
1: Nando Kid. And your boy, what am I? Who am I? You already know what it is. I'm like on a quest like Bannon. It's your boy, L Cannon. I was going to try to introduce you as like the... Lim- the, the,
0: the <laughs> What was it? The... Uh, the robe wearing <laughs> I forgot. Rick Rick Ric Flair stealing. <laughs> oh man.
1: Oh yeah, I need to run I, that back. Memorize I, that.
0: I'll, I'll try to think of one next next uh, next recording too. Because he, he didn't I,
1: wear his robe in this episode though, so that's probably why we uh, weren't thinking about it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know what? There's something was missing here about. Because I, I knew there was something strange about him. I was like, <laughs> what are you what? There's something weird about you right now, bro. Yeah, he's like, where's the robe?
0: It's like. First, he debuts it, and then we <laughs> we made the clarification that it does make sense because he did end off uh, season two as a heel, mm-hmm. but we still didn't get the explanation on why he got the robe at that I point. Maybe
1: somebody told him, like, this ain't it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm we're like, not, like, we're not doing this.
0: But I'm like, dude, it's it's perfect. It's,
1: they were it, probably it, freaking it, out backstage when he did it because he didn't say nothing. They were like, Who told him to wear a robe? Oh,
0: yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> he probably did just, like, whip it out there.
1: <laughs> it's going down tonight and everybody like what uh goddamn ratitude was probably like yeah I don't know man <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just letting you know what I think. I don't I don't know if it works. It's kind of out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of uh the half k NXT Retro Review show. Uh so I'm probably going to say this for the first couple of episodes just in case if you are just joining us where Uh, This season, we're going to try to break it up into kind of smaller or, you know, just shorter episodes just because of like the the length of this season, since we're kind of breaking up the season into different phases similar to the uh, to the MCU. So uh, these are going to be a little bit shorter than if you were listening to our season one through four episodes, uh, just because, yeah, we're going to try to get through this season as quick as possible so we can finally get to the full sale era. Um, and then at the same time, the season kind of is invalid just because we spoiler don't really declare a winner for the <laughs> season. So uh, we figured we'd just kind of stick more to the to the wrestling and to the overall production of the season. Um, after a couple episodes, I won't do this recap just so like it's not too redundant. But uh, I figured for the first couple of episodes, in case you're just tuning in for the
1: first time, Ooh, you know what you could do? Maybe you could like just whenever you say it the best keep it yeah and then just insert it in there like when jericho be talking about his ads and it comes in held smooth and it's like what is he talking oh it's an ad and so you could just do that that'd but be our you, ad but you can hear the sound difference because it's like he's talking in such an excited he's like oh yeah man you know i i remember that one time and he goes yes you know i really love <laughs> jack licks jerky <laughs> or uh what, what's the one blue blue chew blue <laughs>
0: it just randomly just started talking about blue chief for no it's like, reason
1: yeah you know i love those those are really great you know it is absolutely fantastic <laughs> yeah man you know that match was great <laughs> the tone
0: is so different. but you know you're right probably i'll just do that too just yeah because it's funny yeah.
1: <laughs> Just, and it never put it in the same spot you just like try to put it somewhere in the episode where to tell like where we have like the best kind of like downtime yeah yeah or and then just get into it you know this you, season you can hear us like clearly laughing and then one second
0: later it's just like pure monotone, that- <laughs> pure monotone for this season so we can get to the <laughs> just fair warning if, if you start listening to the next episodes it might it might just pop in there <laughs> Oh, um, we were kind of talking briefly before we started recording where, um, it's, we, we just celebrated kind of like the one year anniversary of like the Thunderdome. And it's been kind of interesting on like how people from like the, the beta test that they ran through, like Indy Hartwell and like Jessica May, just to see like the difference of like what a year makes, you know what I'm saying? It's like now that's true. Like, even with the the breakout tournament, I know that was two years ago, but just kind of seeing like where people like Cam and Grimes and um...
1: that's right, yeah, a bunch of those guys really they all went somewhere, mm-hmm. kind of. Because what it was, yeah, they all went somewhere. Because what uh, my guy, damn, um, was uh, Angel Garza. Yeah, he went to. He Raw. was like the
0: first one. Yeah, he yeah. was like
1: first one out of nowhere, just on Raw. Like, hey, I'm it's me. Yeah, so he did his thing. Um, Joaquin
0: yeah. Wild yeah yeah Wild man. He, I keep saying Phoenix I was about to I was
1: about to <laughs> Wild he's now with Legato Del Fantasma so he's doing his thing yeah Um, Cameron Grimes is dope he was just he made it big <laughs> yeah Uh, Swerve of course mm-hmm. you know he's got a, a stable and he's a champ yeah and then who else was in that dang? Bronson Reed mm-hmm Big boy was just a champ.
0: And then uh Boa doing things with uh Xia oh, too Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. Young Boa is with um Tian was it, Tian Shaw. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> still it's, it's
0: it's like, yeah, the only one, of course, is like the winner himself because he ended up getting released at that point. But oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like it, but you know, WWE has always had a history of that happening where it's like whenever they pick the winner, like TJ Perkins is a perfect example because he was like the winner of like the whole cruiserweight. That was a bad call
1: for the jump. I could have told them that. Oh yeah. I
0: mean I I said the same thing. (laughs) No offense
1: offense to T J though.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like they always seem to kind of do the same thing. It's like there's always a tournament or something that they build up for so long and then whoever is the winner ends up not being like the actual like mascot of like the show. You know what I mean? Tough enough.
1: Mm tough enough is a perfect example, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of them fools amounted to anything, sadly. Yeah. Like the winner, that's like almost, it's almost like a Madden curse. Like you win tough enough. Ah, that's like good, that's a good you ain't really going to be the one. Like, ah, oh, man, you guys on the cover man. Sorry, dude. Man, yeah. You like hurt the next year. Yeah. Oh, damn, you won tough enough. <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah. You see, like the Miz, he ran Did the, the, the Miz won tough enough, though, right? No, he didn't win. He, oh, he lost Daniel Pewter or something like that. He did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, all these things, yeah, like with the contests or tournaments, the winner is like never like the true winner, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, I guess in Daniel Pewter's case, it was okay because he got the win, the money, but other than that, yeah, like,
1: like it don't really, it didn't really set off his wrestling career like the way he probably thought it was. Yeah, because like what the most recent winner was that Sarah Lee, she just
0: oh right, I forgot just, about uh, her too.
1: She's um, that's Wesley Blake's baby mama. Or yeah. Wife. Sorry, my wife. I, yeah. think, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if they got married, but I know they got a kid though. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: what what's his face? I just found out that. Uh, do you remember Aud, Aubrey, Audrey, or Aubrey Marie? She was like in uh NXT for a bit, like during the Full Sail era. I just found out that she is Tyler Breeze's wife. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So still more of, more of those like wrestlers marrying wrestlers. Kind my of. My
1: favorite one is Luke Gallows and Kimberly
0: oh right right yeah
1: super random yeah yeah i just don't get it i mean not that i don't get it but it's just like and i keep forgetting that luke gallows is like two years older than me because <laughs> yeah like trips me out i'm like bro i could swear he's like 47 Yeah.
0: <laughs> dang i didn't yeah, even yeah
1: he's born in like 1983 oh like, wow yeah he just don't he just i don't know that whole festus thing took a lot out of him. my guess <laughs> damn <laughs> <laughs> poor festive
0: <laughs> all, right. all right well uh yeah well since we're gonna get into um the episode yeah this again i'll just insert my sound clip here <laughs> where yeah we're gonna primarily focus more on the wrestling matches and i'll kind of point out some of the segments but not go too deep into them compared to previous seasons uh so we'll probably just highlight that and then as we've been doing for the last episode We'll combine the wrestling and commentary into one category and then production and entertainment as the second category uh, until we kind of hit the full sale era again. So this is episode 56, uh, episode two in season five. We are watching it on Peacock and YouTube. So even if you don't want to pay for it, you can definitely still catch it on YouTube. And this happened on March 15, 2011. At the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Casey Mo. Casey, what's um since I'm not that great with sports teams, I know there's like a famous Kansas City team. What what is Just- the Chiefs, Chiefs Ray, they Ray, just Ray. won a
1: Super Bowl like two years ago.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And they was in the Super Bowl last year, but lost to Tom Brady, old oh, ass, who just don't ever want to like <laughs> retire and let young people th- like thrive and like flourish in the NFL. Been terrorizing the NFL for 20 years, like 22 years, bud. Like, get out of here.
0: Has yeah. he really been
1: in there? He got drafted in 1998.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that the longest tenor, like... Of uh, terror? Like, reign
1: of terror for yeah, one yeah. player on the NFL? Definitely, bro. Oh, yeah, no yeah. No quarterback has won the Super Bowl as old as him at, like, 42, 43. Wow. Man. I just don't get it, bro. It's ridiculous. Wow. He's like, he's that one dude that time is, like, really just letting push the boundaries right yeah, now. yeah. Go ahead, Tom. You go ahead. See Cause how like, long you can play.
0: Because it's like, only certain wrestlers can even have a career that long, like too. Like, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah.
1: The dude don't won the Super Bowl, like, 7 out of 20 of those years but he been to I think like 9, mm-hmm. 10 of them, something like that like Tom Brady Super bold, Super bold, Super bold. changed teams and went again like it's a conspiracy bro yeah I don't get it all from 9-11 that's when his reign of terror started mm. damn mm-hmm.
0: Illuminati stuff straight right up, there man, we're taking
1: that one straight to Kurt Angle <laughs> oh, it's the only other dude I know who's involved in sports conspiracy. You mean to tell me he won a gold medal on a broken freaking neck? How you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fake, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so yeah, before we get into our first matchup here, I'll kind of go over some of the um the segments beforehand. So as we kind of said before, uh the winner of season six gets a spot on or I should say the winner of this season supposedly gets a spot on season six. Um, I kind of thought about it, and it kind of makes sense the more I think about it because all these guys came from previous seasons, so that's why it's called redemption because like mm-hmm. they have to earn a spot while like whoever gets supposedly on season six are probably newer people. So I kind of get the concept that they were going here, but as we know, like it, it didn't really happen. But it's
1: weird though. So it's like okay, I get it. So you're you're fighting for the opportunity to be on NXT. Yeah, But it's like, we didn't seen in every season before this that even if you don't win NXT, you're still going to be like employees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to wind up on the main roster at some point. Like, w- w- like they don't seen the whole Nexus <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. run roughshod. Like, that should be the blueprint for every season. Honestly, it's like, you know what? Who won? It, it, Let's do this. Yeah. Get the Nexus, bro.
0: It's weird because it's only season three and i guess season four where like those guys didn't automatically move up to the main roster Mm. so it was only season one and two where yeah half of them became like nexus members uh and then yeah even when season three happened like the winner didn't even go to the main roster and same thing with season four like fandango at this point didn't even move up to the main roster he kind of stayed in nxt so yeah it's like
1: that's right because he had to go back to become Fandango
0: yeah 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 so Damn, it, it's crazy it's kind of weird uh, so yeah empty promises so that's why we're not covering as much um, I had a thing where during this competition Jacob Novak for his like kind of spotlight thing he did like bars Oh I god, think.
1: Jacob Novak please step forward your 45 seconds begin now check this out J, uh, T, G, on, and no back
0: together. Ain't no rookie or pro that's better. Yeah. Season four was over like that, yeah. but now I'm back with a fresh attack. See, it's season five. I'm staying alive. Yeah. I'm chasing the
1: dream Kansas City. Scream! scream. Yeah. So not do what you should like you know you could. Vote for me on NXT. Bring me back to my elimination was whack. I'm the man, Jacob. Novak. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my rookie. It's like Simon yeah, and Garfunkel.
0: Sooner or later, we're gonna have to do like a compilation of like every battle rap or like bar segment throughout like NXT and WWE and history. history. Yeah, 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 oh, that would
1: be great. That's yeah. a great recap for somebody like me to do. That is a great... That is a great side series. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we, we, we gotta do it
0: where we bring in, like, yeah, some of your your uh, your guys from, like, the battle scene, just to, just to critique it, you Ooh, know what I mean? Like, I think it would be pretty fun. That's really good. Yeah.
1: Because a lot of those are really bad. They're, they're hey, really bad. <laughs> a lot of them are really bad up until you get to, like, the New Day versus the Usos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- th- my favorite one, honestly, is, like, cabal (laughs) cabal
0: and then probably the only one that's like probably the best one is just just a recent one with like the hit row cypher but probably that's like the only one that's that's
1: probably like the best rapping wrestling crossover Mm -hmm. that like like rapping from a wrestler that i've heard and no lie like swerve was probably the best rapping wrestler that i've heard so far yeah like he like if you didn't know any better you wouldn't know that he was a wrestler yeah, like yeah. he's that i think he's that good and then um, uh, who else rap um the leo rush rap too oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah that's right
1: from the claim or one of the dudes from that claim
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we could definitely but, you know, do john cena the goat the, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't want to spin this off too much, but I I was just rewatching uh the Marine the other day because it's on uh on YouTube and I just had it on just so, like as I'm working just you know white noise kind of a thing. We have to do it one day. I I think it's just going to be one of those that it's so cheesy that it's good kind of thing that I think you're going to like like it just because it's so bad kind of thing. You know,
1: I'm actually a big fan of B grade movies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we can do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that, then yeah. The the other one was like Connor sounded a little bit heelish in his promo, but I think that was more by mis- by mistake because he was like, I used to be like a, a simple guy like everyone here in the WWE WWE universe. So I kind of made him sound a little bit heelish. Mm. Uh Byron Saxton was still more like a babyface. Uh Lucky Cannon, again, doing a really good job because he was just getting natural heel heat. Um and then Titus ended up winning that one. Um Regal said that sometimes being um, more of like a standout is better than actually being better in the ring uh, especially when you're in in this kind of situation which you know that actually made sense where you do want to stand out even though like you're not the most polished wrestler mm. so in Lucky Cannon's case I think that's that's actually pretty good on his end since he's still kind of like um, trying to uh, you know improve in the ring while he's learning at the same time so nice. uh, but after that then yeah we get our first matchup in. Again, nothing nothing too quick here that if you kind of wanted to go over it here with uh Mr. Uh, Mr. Young here.
1: Yeah, man. Like um I thought it was uh it was an interesting match because I, I guess they just really didn't have a lot of time to work. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. match really focused around a lot of strikes. Like um Young had a lot of strikes in his offense. Uh O'Brien had a lot of strikes in his offense. Like Young had a flurrier lines in his mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. I think he did his little like Russian leg sweet bulldog that we had been missing from the last episode oh that's true yeah so yeah, he yeah. brought that one back that was dope Connor didn't really have too much unique offense in this match it, his was mostly just kind of like I mean I want to say like signature offense he didn't really have too much of yeah yeah so like um so it was it, i don't want to say it was one-sided because Connor still got his offense in there yeah but it wasn't like you know he was out there hitting none of his signature moves it was like once you got Darren Young, who hit his like bulldog, it was like, okay, it looks like he might run away with this one. Yeah. And then yeah. he, uh, I think this might have been the first time he hit this move on NXT. Right, right. Uh, he started using that like fireman's carry, like uh, gut buster. There we go. Fireman's carry, gut mm-hmm. buster. There mm-hmm. we go. Double knee gut buster. Cause I know some people can do it from the fireman's carry to one knee. I think Styles might do it like that or something does, like that. Uh,
0: does Roddy do it the opposite way? I can't remember now.
1: Roddy does it. Or yeah, does it? yeah oh, he'll okay. go from the fireman's carry to a backbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's the Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest nickname I've ever heard. Yeah. But yeah, no, man. Um, Darren Young picked up the win with this double knee uh, gut buster, which is actually a really cool move. I like that move a lot. It's funny because the person taking it really... It's like the easier ride in that because <laughs> you yeah, just kind of yeah, like yeah. fall on the guy's like shins and legs, We're like, ah.
0: Yeah, 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 Like
1: stomach first, especially. So you're not really taking too much there. It's more kind of like the other person has to sit there and try not to fart when you land on them. <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So I mean, it was a uh, um it was a nice little display for Darren Young to get like start using a new move and kind of like get us further his baby uh momentum that he kind of picked up in the segment before. Right,
0: right, right. That makes sense yeah it was um yeah i agree like with everything you said and the the only other thing i probably want to add on is yeah william regal again like doing i i know we were kind of saying last week that that we're biased but this kind of justifies our biasness with, with with william Rigo. because yeah he was like saying that uh yeah connor shouldn't have tried to pin darren too early on because like he was already attacking, like, the injured arm that he should just go for a submission hold. And, I, and I was like, oh. oh, he has
1: some really good gems, because I heard him say, uh, because Darren Young used a left arm for a clothesline and he's like, I don't know why he did that. Yeah. There. You would never use the arm that's injured.
0: Yeah, exactly! That, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just like, he, even though, yeah, like, we just said, like, this is a short match, but even then, he was already critiquing him in a way where it's like, the psychology of wrestling made sense at yeah. that point. Yeah, And yeah. that's
1: like, you know what's the best thing about that? That, like, really just kind of shows the, um, the importance that everybody plays in a wrestling match Mm -hmm. because we don't get that as the audience yeah we don't like if you're just the audience like if you were just muted it and watched it the fact that he had a hurt arm probably would have went over our heads Mm -hmm. but then you get the commentary team in there to kind of like fill in the blanks of what you like don't necessarily like you're missing that's why it's like so important to have the commentary team in there like versus being there live because when you're alive the match tells the story itself. You yeah, don't really yeah, have yeah. to worry about all of the psychology when you're live because the match should get you out of thinking that hard while yeah, you're watching. Yeah, yeah. You should like you should be emotional. Like, I guess, you know, it's point It is you should be emotionally invested in a match when it's going on. So you shouldn't be thinking about that. So if you're at home, you get that from the commentary to make you even like more invested or like, oh, what? That was crazy or that was stupid or just like, yeah, even if you had that like idea, like, wait a minute, that don't make no sense. It's like, OK, it doesn't because somebody just validated for you. So,
0: yeah, 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 kudos to Mr. Regal. Yeah, I to me, I think he saved it for for the commentary in this like not only this match, but the episode overall.
1: Hey, is his real name Regal?
0: Uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like something else i i think i remember seeing his name and it just kind of sounded very uh normal but oh uh, like
1: uh, i don't think it's william or steven right
0: No, <laughs> it, i think it actually might be steve but because
1: yeah, he was like lord steven yeah right? yeah, yeah.
0: WCW. I, I th- well we'll do a recap uh in the next episode the we'll
1: recap of him and the whole episode of william regal yeah yeah
0: <laughs> to, to kind of follow up on something that we did talk about last week yes the uh i should say Crime Time actually never won the tag team titles. I, I ended up looking it up. Dang, after.
1: for real? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, because I, it was the same thing. I don't remember them winning it. So then, when I finally looked it up, I was like, yeah, they, they probably just got a bunch of title shots, but never.
1: That's so rough.
0: Yeah, yeah. It um, it was kind of sad, but it was like, uh, I guess. <laughs>
1: uh, I get that's kind of like how uh, Booker T didn't beat Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, I it, guess. It, it's 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 the exact same thing it's like, i guess bro like what did you really get out of beating him nothing. yeah nothing
0: <laughs> uh so after that yeah well i'll kind of skip through this where i got another raw rebound and yeah another thing that i should clarify when you brought up last week that if this was the one where the Miz dressed as john uh as the rock um, that one didn't happen the previous week. It happened on this episode. there ah, yeah, yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was waiting for it.
0: Yeah. So then this is the one where like everyone thought the Rock was going to save uh, John Cena, but then it was like the Miz dressed up as the Rock. So it was, gotcha. it was pretty good. Um, after that, we had another interaction between uh, Maurice and Yoshitatsu, but this time it was Lucky Cannon. Uh, kind of the same thing, but then Lucky Cannon was also apologizing to Maurice for kind of being disrespectful earlier. Uh, she accepted his apology and then kind of walked away. But after that, Marie, or I should say Lucky Cannon was saying like, I know what you're doing, Yoshi, and it's not going to work. So he, he knows that he's trying to spit game to uh, to Maurice here. Hater. Hater. Yeah. So Lucky was just being a hater throughout this whole thing. And it kind of makes sense since they're not pro and rookie uh, team teammates, I guess. And then we get the Jacob Novak um, promo here. And I think I was telling you before we recorded that he was getting the old gregory Helms, Stephen during his yeah, video buddy. package i'm jacob novak i was
1: on season four of nxt
0: the last season going into nxt i felt like i had all the gifts i had everything i needed right there in front of me
1: six foot six 245 pounds jacob novak has all the tools it takes to become a superstar here in the wwe
0: i had dolph ziggler as my pro with vicky guerrero
1: Well, actually, I could give you some advice. Take the blazer off before you punch. I put my faith in him. Did you see what he did? Jacob Novak. I never liked you at all. You don't have it. You're not anything.
0: Honestly, I think Dolph was threatened by me. Do you think Vicky wants Jacob Novak? What's the deal? Last season, I was a little distracted by what was going on outside the ring. This time around, the WWE Universe can definitely count on seeing a much more focused and aggressive Jacob Novak. This season, it doesn't matter who my pros are or who the rookies are. I will win NXT. And I'm going to prove that. This season on NXT.
1: (laughs) I wonder how many of them old themes they have that were never used or like they think we probably forgot about that they should probably start using now oh yeah because there's a bunch because i'm so heartbroken yeah about how bad wrestling theme musics are as a whole mm-hmm. through all companies i don't care they're like not the best it
0: it's weird because it's a lot of the um it's a lot of the ones where either the wrestlers get customized one like uh i think darby allen has his like customized to like an actual band uh. and that one sounds a legit because it, it's meant for him mm-hmm. and then same thing with uh sammy like he has like his literal name in the song and it was like catered to him by like a rapper so it's like mm. it makes sense like why those stand out and yeah. fit them a bit more because you got someone else to record it specifically for that's you that's true yeah like
1: um like big east theme song oh yeah yeah. Like, w- it's not, it, yeah it doesn't get stuck in my head but it's not bad it's yeah. like it's clearly you had some it has like a, a serious level of production to mm. it, and you're like
0: yeah okay yeah. You just
1: weren't like one of those stock... You didn't just like sit with them in front of the computer and they was like, how about this one? Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah. How about this one? <laughs> what do you think about this one? <laughs> I, I'm 100% that's what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to me, we'll, we'll see. Like, this era still has some pretty good ones, but yeah, there's still some kind of like generic stock music that they use, but overall, like, at this era, they're still using some pretty decent theme songs.
1: Oh, man, around, but this time in, what, 2011 this is? yeah well, yeah, I have yeah some sick theme music still yeah like yeah. you know it's still like it my jim johnson might have still been working in that thing yeah he yeah, was he, for show there. yeah
0: he was he was definitely there for uh for a couple of years still at oh, this point yeah. yeah uh so after this we get into our main event where we get uh us basically with Le- lucky cannon and tyson kid uh this is actually tyson kid's first matchup on nxt and they're going up against byron Sexton and yoshitatsu uh i had here where like they um yeah it's kind of speaking about like theme songs a bit more yoshitatsu also has like another stock music but it's one of those that like actually fits him similar to like the hardy boys fit with like their stock music that they were rocking like for the longest time um so yeah i i think some of them do stick even though that they are stock music and then uh i think bray Wyatt's it's probably the only example i can say where like he used like us an original song, and then WWE finally like bought that one out just because it fit him so well.
1: Oh, that's in that um, something they did with what, Randy Orton. Uh maybe I, I think they bought that one for him maybe. eventually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. They come <laughs> to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one. Um, before we get started, before I let you kind of cover the the kind of the wrestling part of it. The commentary team actually addresses the um, the uh, the the black armband that Yoshitatsu is wearing because, yeah, this was uh, in 2011. So this was actually um, around the time frame where the earthquake happened Mm. in uh, in in Japan, where apparently this is still like one that when I was like looking it up it's still known as, like, the great uh, earthquake dis- uh, disaster of East Japan, mm. and this one, like, clocked in, uh, let me just double-check, yeah, like, at a, at a nine, which mm. is really, really crazy, so yeah. WWE, in, like, in the commentary team, they don't specifically say, like, it was the earthquake, but they still kind of just, like, say, like, they're sending their, their best wishes, but at the same time, uh, I think earlier in the episode, they were also, like, doing, like, the fundraisers for it, too, so uh, that, that was really good on there and at, at okay, that part nice yeah. nice yeah
1: man that was crazy i'm trying to remember back to that time and i, I can't really like off the top of my head like really recall
0: yeah yeah it, it kind of threw me off guard because i kind of forgot about it too until like yeah like the very first thing like as soon as they started the matchup they just like talked about yoshi just because yeah he was wearing the the armband at yeah. this time
1: for sure man so we get into the match and. I think I did that thing where I mixed up Darren Young and Byron Saxon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't help it. I just, I don't know. They just look alike to me, but they don't. They don't look nothing alike. Like Darren Young still looks like Black John Cena. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah,
0: Oh, yeah, especially at this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he didn't have none of his facial hair. But yeah, man, this is one of the, this was a good match because uh, Yoshitatsu bared the brunt of most of it. Mm-hmm. So it was good to kind of like refresh um, myself with how how he was in the ring because like I forgot, like I yeah. don't remember his run too much because i just remember it not being as successful i'm sure as he wanted it to be
0: right right but
1: um yeah yoshi tatsu was obviously one of those guys who got signed for his wrestling ability because i was looking at him in the ring and i was thinking like you know what mr tatsu here is pretty smooth yeah like all his movements are hell smooth like um he's a fantastic like bump taker and stuff like that so i was i was very pleased with his like in-ring performance even though it was like a really short match, yeah, yeah, but it's like was he did everything short. that like you know he covered all of his bases. He bumped good, did all that good stuff. God dang, um, Yoshi and Kid were good together because yeah, it was yeah, a real yeah. good highlight of how. I think this was one of those matches that was good, really, for the the rookies, especially like a like a Lucky Cannon to see some really good technical guys go back and forth, like, right in your face, like, whoa, okay.
0: Yeah, because then, at that point, when, yeah, when it was Yoshi and Kid in the ring, they just went with, like, the traditional kind of, like, transitions that you normally do, Mm -hmm. but they were just doing it so smoothly because it's, like, at this point, especially for Tyson, that he could probably just do it in his sleep, you know, at this point, where he's just that technical.
1: Good chain wrestling is, like... People who are good at it are like really good at it. And then it's like when dudes who don't do it and then they still do it good It's like I love that Mm because then it's like you really never forget your fundamentals, even if it's really not part of your repertoire. Like every now and then you'll see like Randy Orton getting in some good chain wrestling with somebody that's like younger or something like that to show him that like he still got it. So it's like seeing good fundamentals in a match is like always a breath of fresh air no matter what era you see it in. Cause it's like, if it's good, it's good and it'll transcend time. Yeah. So like this, just simple getting in there and having like good back and forth chain wrestling is really dope. Cause it's like, man, and especially for like Tyson kid who is no longer active. So like just kind of mm-hmm. going back and seeing how, how good fluid and smooth he is, was, and all of that stuff was really cool. So like just the back and forth between him and Yoshi Tatsu were excellent.
0: Yeah. The, the, um, this era is definitely I think I talked about it on previous episodes where it's like I used to watch this and NXT or not NXT uh, ECW before NXT started and superstars because that was pretty much the shows where you can watch Tyson Kidd on mm-hmm. and he always delivered on on like every single match there.
1: It's good that they still have or like you know that they had the like wrestling shows yeah, essentially yeah, like yeah. that's what you watch for anybody who was like tuning in to superstars you just trying to watch wrestling. Exactly. Like, period. Like, for those brave souls that do it, I don't do it. But, like, (laughs) you know, you're literally doing that just because you like wrestling and, like, shout out to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: so, we gets, like, a a good, you know what I really liked out of this match from Tyson Kidd? That little, like, kick sunset thing that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think right now, like, did he do that before the Bella Twins? Did, like, their little backflip?
0: i believe so because he i think he's probably i don't want to say he's the originator but he's definitely one of the guys who made it like a trademark move where yeah he would do that sunset uh flip into the the uh the apron Mm -hmm. and then from there like he would follow up with like the kick like the high kick when, when the opponent ran to him at that point yeah
1: he was one of the first dudes to do that, like kind of like swiping high kick like that, mm-hmm. the yeah. Sin Cara kick that everybody. Yeah, was yeah, it. that's that's. But the it wasn't Sin Cara That was the first dude doing it. And I really think it was like Kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. Where like Sin Cara probably did it, but he didn't he do
1: popularized that. it. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't do the whole sequence. Exactly, but he would yeah, do that yeah. like that that kick that everybody's doing now. Like, yeah. When wrestling is such a copycat game, <laughs> <weren't> it? <laughs> it really is. Ooh, that looks cool. I'm gonna do. That yeah but yeah the Sin Cara kick let's call it the Tyson kid kick yeah well kid kick
0: if anything we'll call it that for for our uh our podcast for sure
1: yeah yeah uh, Sin is not one of our pros yeah so. <laughs> And then if we get that all good, then he's getting ready to like finish the thing off. He's like, "Yep, he's probably going to do that like springboard blockbuster, or, like something oh, yeah. really cool that he did." Yeah. And then Lucky Cannon tags himself in, tries to walk over like a big man, kind of <laughs> stumbles. It's all good. It's, it's all good. I, I see you. I see, I see you, player. But then um he comes in and then he hits that that like reverse thrown Death Valley driver that mm. um
0: uh Sean O'Hare used to Sean do. O.
1: Yep, Sean O'Hare used to do. He used to do that. And then, uh, I think he used to do the one where he's do like the flapjack, like
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
1: the one that they had him in mean, with like with the video game. Mm-hmm. But Eternal Hair was good too, mm-hmm. sad, but yeah, no, Lucky Cannon picked up where he left off with that move. And like we were discussing before we even started recording, we need more people to use that move, yeah, like it's a nice, like when you're between when you're a big guy, that's not a seven footer move, like mm-hmm. when you just need something to, that's powerful. More people, I really think, should use the pump handle
0: slam oh yeah 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 for sure
1: i personally think rhea ripley she used a pump handle slam, like just like wrath and Tess used to do like instead of just a pump handle slam like the the drop i mean but pick them up and get them on the shoulder and then do the power slam for me because when that move first came out and like what was it like 98 or something like that like it was the dopest thing in the world because it was just actually kind of ridiculous because it was like yeah i'm a pump handle you and then just power slam me but yeah the setup is
0: key. It could easily be like her second finisher because you got to mix it up once in a mm-hmm. while too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So like you know how like when Pete Dunn does the um oh, the Xplex, wow. yeah, he'll yeah. do the Xplex, but then like when it's really extreme, he'll sit down and turn it into an Orange Crush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That like we need more people to do stuff like that to have like heavier variants of like signature moves. So yeah, that would be dope.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So like how you said, he picked up the victory here at at uh, four minutes, and yeah, this whole. Another reason why we're just covering the matches is because, like, it's only in total six minutes between, like, both matches. So that's why we're uh, just kind of going over that and just kind of skimming through the segments. Um, And with that, yeah, like, the the last kind of segment that they had here is the keg carrying contest. (laughs) But this one was also themed since it was, like, St. Patrick's Day around this time. Oh, nice. Uh, They did a really cool thing where at first they were kind of making fun of, like, Titus O'Neil's, like, stumble from season two but then it kind of worked itself out because at the end he actually won the competition where he got the quickest time. So it was kind of like a good feel good moment from the crowd because they got to see this video package before the the contest. Nice. And then he ended up winning. So it's like, you know, feel good story to close out the episode. Like, so even though it didn't end with a matchup, I think everyone was kind of happy on like how that, how that ended up going. And then, yeah, he picks up, some redemption points that don't really matter since, <laughs> since it doesn't uh count, but at least like, yeah, Titus got his redemption for, for his like stumble from a couple seasons ago. Uh, but yeah, I would say, uh, overall, I like this episode just because like, even though the wrestling was very short, I think just the combination of like trying to get everyone over, especially like Titus in this case, yeah, it kind of like balanced everyone and everyone got like their time to shine, so to speak. Nice. You know? Yeah. Okay uh so i didn't really yeah this one actually didn't have any fun facts other than just like normal statistics with like the different matches so hopefully in the next episode we'll kind of uh kind of cover more of the fun facts nice cool so i'll go ahead and start with the commentary and matches uh i kind of ended up giving it an even three just because of what we said like even though the matches were really short i think that the commentary like how we were saying it's like I know we're kind of being biased, but it's it's it makes sense. Why? Because, yeah, I think Regal and and Todd are actually like a really good combo and they really get over like how we were saying earlier that they they get everyone over with their flaws, but also making sure like they say a lot of like good things about each wrestler so Mm -hmm. far. So
1: it's funny because like uh, I was about to say that. Because <laughs> so, I also went three. Because uh-huh. uh, even though we only had two matches, I'm a big proponent in getting over new finishers.
0: Yes. So yeah. I'm
1: not mad at that at all, and then I kind of appreciate the symmetry of two uh, fireman carries finishes. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I keyed in on some good like a uh, regal sound bites. So yeah, like that alone, I feel like it's just memorable enough for me to ride with. I think that it was like the commentary. And the matches were a solid three, even though it was like, what, six minutes worth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that I was good. And then um, on the production side, I went, I think I either went two or 2.5. Oh, yep. I went two because I don't appreciate, although it was pretty hilarious. Um, I don't like it when the episodes are like filled to the brim with WrestleMania. I, yeah, I guess I just yeah. don't really appreciate WrestleMania season really taking over like the nxt episode like that it's like come on dog like if nxt come out on tuesday like we just seen it yesterday it was just yesterday (laughs) (laughs) no that's a
0: that's a very valid point and i you know i with that one yeah i i also gave it a a three just to kind of even it out but i think you're right where I want to see what happens after WrestleMania. I think we still have like two or three more episodes before uh, they finally get to WrestleMania in this timeline. Uh, And I'm very curious on the, yeah, like what they're going to do after that because they kind of have to fill up (laughs) this normal time slot for NXT. So hopefully uh, by that point, yeah, either we get more matches or more segments to kind of balance it out.
1: Maybe this is when they're going to quit on the season. Yeah. Once WrestleMania passes, they're like, you know what? Just. You guys just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh,
0: so with that our combined score for this episode is a
1: 2.8
0: Yeah, so like I said I think hopefully by the time we kind of get past WrestleMania, these scores will kind of balance out a little bit higher, but
1: we'll you know, it's like honestly it's not a bad score it's
0: it's not it's not the worst like depending on what you
1: was watching it for like the production and entertainment i guess what all like if you don't really like mini mini games and like side quests yeah like that just go on the main thing which was the commentary and the matches and i guess they delivered a solid episode in that front
0: yeah that's very true hold up cool so that will do it for this episode and on the next episode this should be an interesting main event It is going to be a lucky Cannon going up against Byron Saxton in a one-on-one match. But, of course, they have their pros by their side, so we'll see. We'll see what happens if they, you know, help him out a little bit. I kind of do like the dynamic between Cannon and Kidd because at first I thought Tyson Kidd was going to play it straight, but he's actually coming off more of a heel in Mm -hmm. the season, so... We'll see what happens at that point. He got
1: mesmerized by that robe.
0: <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He's "How like, come I, I don't got my
1: my robot?" Ah, you know what? This whole heel thing
0: might not be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of cool seeing it because, you know, at this timeline, it was uh Tyson Kidd didn't really get that much solo uh time to himself since he originally debuted with uh Davey Boy Jr. and Natalia. Mm-hmm. So I think this is probably the opportunity where he finally got the shine uh single star. Yeah. alrighty so that will uh, that will close out the episode I again I'm really bad at doing our plugs uh, I will say we kind of just put out our timeline it's a rough timeline but it's uh, a timeline nonetheless and then uh, yeah if, if this happens to be your first time checking us out we have a huge backlog of uh, seasons 1 through 4 if you want to check it out on our uh, Podbean it's also available on every podcast popular podcast platform i should say because
1: oh triple p
0: you gotta you gotta
1: popular get popular podcast platform you gotta, baby
0: you gotta get with the initials you gotta get with the initials that people can Boy buy into. So.
1: the alliteration <laughs> uh
0: anything on your end good sir
1: ah uh, nah dog <laughs>
0: awesome uh so yeah that will do it for this episode and uh again i'll i'll try to We'll try to come up with the moniker next week, but this for uh, for your boy Nando Kid,
1: and you already know who it is. It's the uh, it's no longer robe wearing, <laughs> uh, but it's all good because I'm a top rope, not preparing, stepping over like a four leaf clover, but I got a new move, so it's all smooth. Larry Cannon. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll see you next week. <laughs>